Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we get going today, a special thanks to Catapult, who provided us a coach's lounge to sit down with coaches and discuss some football at AFCA. And joining me on this episode is the Director of Sports Science and Analytics at Texas A&M, Craddock Malhotra. He has a diverse background in artificial intelligence, sports analytics, and sports science. He's been an integral part of Jimbo Fisher's staff since 2013, leading Florida State's sports science, testing, research, and implementation. He was part of their national championship there at Florida State. And he sat down with us at AFCA and discussed ways that coaches can use this technology when they're getting their start in it, from player load all the way to how this helps build a team and get players ready for game day. So there's some interesting stuff here, which I think you'll enjoy. And if you haven't been into the data and analytics side of football, I think this will definitely pique your interest and you're going to want to look into more. So here's our episode with Craddock Malhotra. I'm excited to be sitting down here at AFCA talking to Craddock Mahotra, who is the Director of Sports Science and Analytics for Texas A&M. So thank you for taking the time and joining us here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I want to get a little bit about your background here and uh, how you made it to the football world. Um, Obviously a a background in sports science, but tell us a little bit about your start in football and and how you ended up at Texas A&M. So um, I'm originally from India and I studied engineering like most Indians do but uh, um, I was while I was studying engineering I was working in Indian sports I was working with Indian soccer I was working for a soccer club and uh, worked there for two years came to the US to get my master's after the last semesters of my master's program uh, I had an opportunity for an internship with the IMG Academy um, and uh, Uh, I took that up, got a chance to work with the NFL and the NBA Combine program on catapult monitors, heart rate monitors, and that's uh, in America, in American sport, that's that's how I basically got my start. Um, And 
after that um, there was there was an opening I actually had a full-time offer after graduating from uh, from from uh, for a sales job a radio sales job and I thought to myself if I just want to do radio sales I can go back and do it in India or I can work as an engineer um, but I came to America to to work with sports analytics and use my engineering knowledge to do that and so um, I instead grabbed the uh, the volunteer position at Florida State giving up a full-time job but uh, it all worked out uh, I was blessed enough to be on staff for the national championship winning team and uh, after that coach Fisher called me into his office and offered me uh, the full-time position so with with this, in, in looking back then, right, yes. analytics now is, is taking off. We're sitting here in the, in the catapult booth. We have all, all this all this stuff around us, uh, all the things that these guys are doing with data. But that, you know, when you were getting your start there, um, wasn't necessarily something that was big. What, what did you see as the opportunity, though, for yourself and both for the future, something like this to grow? Well, so... In the past, I mean, I'd already worked with sports tech for four years. So back in the day, uh, soccer had a pro, soccer had a system called ProZone. Uh, there was match analysis. Um, I had worked with GPS data. I hadn't worked with the physical GPS monitors. So I'd, I'd worked in the space. It was not that I had not worked in the space. So I knew um, what the scope was moving forward. But um, you know, American. American football and even American sports, but at such, uh, you know, it was so new to American sports that I was like, you know, maybe this is gonna work out, and uh, and you know, maybe, maybe, you know, there is a real opportunity here because soccer had been using it for the past six, seven years. American sports had just started using it. Um, you know, all the conferences I've spoken at, I say one thing: that Coach Fisher is an absolute genius. You know, one of the reasons why I say that is because back in the day, 2010-2011, he sent two of his assistants to Australia to find him an edge. And they came back with GPS monitor. You know, so somebody who has that kind of innovation, and you know, like, when you have coaches like him, you know, who work in the sport, you know, the potential is limitless. So... You have a situation like that. Obviously, you've, you've grown into your role. Um, you've, you've done an outstanding job with the different things you've done. And a lot of coaches are interested in what can I do with my program, with the data, with the analytics to, uh, to help develop my athletes and essentially to help me win, right? I mean, coaches want to win. Um, they're going to they're gonna buy into something if it's going to help them win, not just because it looks cool. So. It's a little bit overwhelming, though, on where you get your start with something like this that to a lot of guys is brand new. So looking at that, where where would you start as a coach? What things would you start to use? I would guess that you, know, you can't jump in all the way and say we're going to use everything, that there has to be something you start to focus on. So for, for you, what would you advise coaches? Like, here's, here's how you get started with this. I think what Catapult's done, um, you know, I mean, it's crazy to see how far even Catapult has come as a company. But like 10 years ago, it was just them. Then they started buying companies. And I think, I think what they have done is it's almost like 
it's, it's almost like a center brand which has a lot of other companies and a lot of technologies that mix into one. So it depends what you're using it for, right? If you're using it for injury prevention and return to play, you know, you want to look at your high-speed running, you want to look at your player load, you want to look at um, imbalances, you want to look at all of that stuff. If you're looking for uh, performance monitoring, and if you're looking for, you want to look at your accelerations and your speeds and all of that. Obviously, that plays a huge role when it comes to injury prevention as well. But it really depends what you want to do. If you want to, if you want to evaluate, you know, on-field football performance of athletes, and I don't mean athletic performance, then you need to go towards, you know, video coding, and you need to go towards. Um, uh, breaking down film and you know there are so many programs around the country that um, that do that to a level but it really depends on what you want to do as a coach but to start off with if you're looking for injury prevention if you're looking for uh, uh, for getting a guy back from an injury then I think I think you want to start with player load and you want to start with high-speed running um, and then moving forward um, you know you can get into to heart rate monitoring and recovery because I mean you know we had an incident last week um, and again last year too with Christian Eriksen in soccer like basically all around the world you are having athletes pass out pass away due to lack of recovery and you know if you use your heart rate monitors well and if you use hydration testing well and a few other things you can you can absolutely eliminate that so so beyond the the load management, and I know a lot of people initially you know, thought of catapult for those things, and that all of it is important, right? You you want your guys to have uh, everything, you know, on game day that they want to to be able to optimize performance because they're ready. They haven't spent you know all their energy during the week um, that they're right for that. So obviously that part is important, but you know going beyond that. The, the data, the analytics, the, all these these different uses of the technology start to help you build a team, whether that's through recruiting um, or being able to place guys in either situations or positions that they're well suited for, right? You're able to start looking at that and get a very objective look at that because you know how to use the data. So talk to us a little bit about how you use this to build a team? Well, I think that's a, I think that's a question for a coach. I'm not a coach, but all I can do is I can give my feedback on what the data tells me. Right. And the data comes from obviously a lot of sources. There's um, there is there's GPS monitors and whatnot. There's video. There's film. You can break down film. But then but then there's also a new piece that's come in recently, and we built this out about five years ago at a and uh, with computer vision and getting tracking data straight from film and video. Um, but in my position, all I can do is I can give my feedback to a coach, but you know, how to build a team, that's, that's not my place. Sure. That's, that, well, I'm that's thinking more in terms of, of the pure athletic performance, right? Yes. That they have a, a guy who they want to see certain things in the, in the way he's able to cut or break or, or find these guys that this is exactly from the athletic performance side, the guy we're looking for, right? 
how can you use the data to say, Coach, here's here's the group of guys that are going to fit for you? Um, so again, you know, the, and this is this is just me talking, and you know, somebody who has worked abroad and whatnot. When you when you look at football, it's almost like you know, it's nine or ten sports that are playing in one. You know what a wide receiver does, a cornerback does something very different. You know, what a quarterback does, O-lineman does, O-lineman does not do that. Obviously, there are things that overlap, but, you know, it's 9 or 10 sports into one, so like different positions have to be, in terms of data, have to be evaluated differently. Like when you're looking at a running back, right, you want to look at what's the stop speed in the first 10 yards, you know, because people, the biggest misconception is, Okay, what's his top speed like? Does he run 21, 22 miles an hour? But, I mean, if you're talking about a running back position, um, we had a running back back in the day at Florida State. He would get to 18 miles an hour in about 10 years, which is phenomenal. I'd never seen that before. Never seen that before in any sport. And, um, but again, his top speed was about 20.4, 20.5 miles an hour. You know, if you see him at the combine, didn't really have good times, didn't really run track. But you talk about him, you place him in the running back position. So different, you know, and elite, you know, uh, baller in the NFL as well. So I mean, it depends in position to position. I think um, you got to look at, uh, you got to evaluate every position differently, and uh, yeah, it depends in position to position. So in looking at, you know, going going beyond finding those people though, thinking about now coaches can use this to develop the scheme that they're going to use. Understanding these are the, the pieces I have right now, certainly being able to recruit to to find some of those things as well, but knowing like, you know, these are the things that I can ask of my players for them to be successful at. Have you seen coaches starting to embrace the technology to do those types of things to help them make better decisions about this this is what we should be doing right now or uh, maybe this is what we're missing we need to develop this etc yes so I mean it I mean there are two parts to this one is the strength coaches part right like what do you when you are training a guy in the summer you know what do you want your wide receivers to hit? what do you want your running backs to hit depend depending on the metrics that we are looking at. Um, then it's the position coach's aspect, you know, um, foot, more football specific movements. You know, where do you want the guy to be, and what do, what does he need to work on? Um, but yes, I mean, you know, and again, I've been extremely blessed to have worked with Coach Fisher and. You know, Coach Coley and Coach Craig, like a lot of these coaches, you know, uh, Coach Elko also and Coach Durkin now, like who are so big into the data, you know, and, and who wants to use, who want to use data to their advantage. Because, you know, one thing I think working in football I've, I've always been tied to is, is been with coaches who, um, who will, who will do what's the best for their players, whether it's cutting them back whether it's pushing them when they have to push them uh, in order to get the most out of them. And, um, and it's been, I mean, it's been awesome, you know, and, um, yeah. Well, in, in that regard too, um, 
you know, I've, I've talked with different guys. There's actually a, a, a rugby coach by the name of Rich, Richie Gray who um, you know, brought up an issue in coaching being that uh, you know, we have everybody siloed. You know, our sports scientists are over here, our strength coaches are here, our, our you know, coordinators, our position coaches. And for a lot of them, it's not interconnecting, right? It, they're not necessarily working together. This guy might get all the data from you, take a look at the report, but there's, there's not that integration where we understand how all these things start to work together for us within our program, right? How, how all of this matters. Uh, what's your recommendation in, in, in for coaches who are getting into this to make sure that you don't end up in that situation where somebody like you is just sitting in that corner office and the position coach looks at it and tosses it aside, you know. How important is that integration? I think it's very important. I think it's very important to be on the same page. And there's not only in football but in every organization it needs to come from top down. Um, and you know, if your top guy is buying into it and he wants to make the necessary changes to help athletes and to make sure that you know, he causes them no harm and he only helps them, I think that's very, very important. Because, um, I mean, you know, I've, this is not in the U.S., but this is outside, um, you know, this is back in India and I did a little bit of work in Ireland as well. Um, you know, I have, I have come across coaches like who, who have, who have been, um, who have been old school, who let the sports scientists just be, who let them just deal with the trainers, the strength coaches, and, and, it, and it doesn't help because everybody is on a different page. You know, you can, you can give the coach the best of information, but if nothing's gonna, but if he's not gonna listen to you, you can be the greatest sports scientist in the world, what's the point? And, you know, working with the coaches I've worked with, I think they've been very receptive to it. And it's been, it's been awesome. So when you're working with the coaches on the field, the guy's really trying to understand how to use this, this better. What, what are some of the best questions they're asking you that are going to help them do something with, with all that you, you provide as the, uh, you know, with the data, with the analytics, as a sports scientist? I think, I think, I think communication is so important. And it's, it's, not, it's not only about them, but it's also about us. How do I communicate? Right. Right? A lot of times, like, it's people put pressure on the coaches to understand this data. But it's not a coach's job to understand. It's my job to make a coach understand where I'm coming from. You know, and 90% uh, of the times, or maybe less, like, or more, you know, they may agree with you. And there are times that they may not, but you gotta even respect that, and just and just gotta understand that. I mean, they've devoted their entire life to the sport. You know, I'm, I've, I've devoted, you know, since the time I started to data and understanding data, and understanding data in sports and American football, and. Uh, you got to respect them and I think if you respect them they'll start to respect you and uh, when it comes to understanding um, the question that you ask like you know, what are they looking for it's I think I think they want to help athletes um, and, and they want to learn like they want to know how can they help athletes how can they not 
how can they have like an athlete who's fully fit and absolutely 100% going into game day and in order to do that it, a lot of times like you know almost on a weekly basis the coaches you know a position coach would come up to him and be like like are these guys okay like you know what can I do in order to make sure we cut down on injuries and that's a question they ask me but that's the question that they also ask the athletic training staff you know so if a guy needs to be cut back you know they can do that I mean that's you know yeah I've, I've, I've just heard stories from programs who who are using this and trying to maximize their use of it that um, they, they take the data seriously in uh, what it tells them about how they might build or adjust their practices. Uh, I heard, you know, shared uh, a story. One of the coaches on the podcast shared a story of how, you know, their uh, their strengthening and conditioning uh, guy and their their sports scientist, you know, during practice said, "Hey, your position group is done today, right? No more running. Like you got to shut it down because they want to, you know, they want them ready for game day or." You know, special teams periods changing so there's shorter runs. Um, you know, building practices, taking the uh, the data and building practices so that they're efficient over the course of the year. I could use that same practice plan from week one. Um, it might not be the best practice plan for my team as it goes. So, uh, how are they able to get that? Use that kind of data to, to help the practices as well. See, you're spot on. You know. Um, we, so I'm out there with the team, with a laptop on me, um, and you know we monitor each guy real time. So you get their loads, you get their distances, you get their high speed running distances, you get their heart rates, you get all of that data uh, flowing into the system. Um, you know, when a day before we start practice, you know you obviously have levels set for each guy. How much is a guy gonna do? At what point does he enter the red zone? You know, and and when he gets closer to entering that, I go up to the position coach, probably midway through practice, three quarters way, and I'm like, look, we gotta cut this back. And um, I think, you know, like earlier you had asked question about, you know, learning and what do the coaches want. I think one thing I've learned is, and I've learned this from coaches, is is trying to again communicate. You know, if you want to go up to a coach, you, you're better off telling him, you know, like, you're better off telling him that, look, instead, if he's going three straight reps, just send him two straight reps, you know. And what that does is, over the rest of practice, it would cut down his load, it would cut down the distance that he's running. So, um, it, it just helps that way. Like, it's, again, communication's a huge thing because, again, like, you know, if you are a coach, that way you want to help your athletes because you you want to service them the best. You you want to make sure that you get the most out of them. Yeah, I again, uh, I'm I'm on the practice field with a laptop on me, yeah. and we have levels set for each guy. You know how much? What's the max that we want this this particular athlete to be? And uh, where is he at now? If he gets close to if he's within that 15% range, if he's, if he's already gone to 85% of where we want him to be, I go up to the coach, I'm like, look, you know, you got three periods left, try cutting this bad guy back. And, um, but yeah, load management is massive. And, um, you know, for, 
for years we have uh, we have done that. I mean, yeah. so. Well, it's it's. Um, I can remember back to you know around 2010, coaching at a Division three school, and uh, my receivers coach was really good about understanding. Uh, what point, how many plays in a, in a game is this guy um, going to be effective, the most effective for us? Like, as an example, our, our starter maybe, you know, 48 reps might be his top, right? And that helped him understand how he's subbing guys in, when he's subbing guys in and building for him, building his plan for that game to make sure that, you know, it, it, we might run 70 plays in a game. This guy only has 48. I don't want to have to shut him down after the third quarter that we've, we've got him in the fourth quarter so he's able to spot yeah. other guys in there and I, I would think you know that you guys do that quite a bit in understanding you know where is this guy optimal for us on game day and how how can we build our substitution plan or our plan to play these guys that um, hey, we're still winning in the fourth quarter too absolutely and um if you go back and if you hear Coach Fisher talk and you read, you know, all the quotes that he has given, one one name that he that he has mentioned in the past is Davin Cook. And Davin Cook hurt his hamstring in the middle of the season. But you know, the way we brought him back twenty fifteen, he was uh, went out and got all the reps that, that he wanted in games and that that was uh, yeah, that, that was a huge success. It, it was us working with the sports medicine staff, but us and the sports medicine staff also working with the coaches, with the running backs coach, with Coach Fisher, and uh, that turned out to be a huge success. So as a coach getting into this and, and using the data, using the analytics, what are the things really that I should be thinking about now to help starting to build this into what I do as a coach? I think I think the first thing is just accepting. And accepting that you know you have you have a lot of data sources. And um, you know also giving also being open and just trusting the technology. I think the main thing is to trust the technology. If if you're a coach um, there's a technology, especially with GPS systems and um, you know heart rate monitors and biomechanic systems and <clears throat> even LPS systems. Like you know, this works. You know, people have had success. So just accepting that there's something out there that is going to bring me success if I use it right, and um, and and giving the technology the opportunity now. You know, where a lot of coaches, the issues that a lot of coaches, especially from small schools, run into is the technology can be expensive. Yes. And uh, I think Apple has done a really good job with, you know, you know, making these systems for clear tech for high schools, and uh, you know that are that are fairly less expensive. But whatever system you use, you know, you you gotta you gotta be accepting. Be like, all right, how can I use this? There's something that helps, and I know this helps. How can I use this to to help my players? Number one. Number two. Even if at this point I cannot afford this technology, what else can I do? You know, so it could start from, you know, taking RPEs and questionnaires, rate of perceived exertion, asking players how hard practice was. Right. Um, I think um, 
you know, at first we were just doing a basic RPE scale. And I was sitting with Coach Fisher and Coach Fisher was like, was like, I think, you know, we should also ask athletes how hard is a, is a practice physically, but how hard was a practice mentally, you know? So that, that's two numbers right there, but then it helps him evaluate where the athlete is. What does he think the practice was? Um, as you go on, you still have your RP, you, you still have your RP scores, but then you have your GPS data with it. You know, catapults come up with quarterback metrics, and they come up with alignment metrics, which give you further data points. You can you can compare those metrics right there. But to start off with, I mean, you know, you can start anywhere. But just I, I think just accepting that there's something out there, you know, that can help me and my program. I think is a huge step. Yes. And uh, and yeah, I mean, once you start, you know, most people don't want to look back. Yeah, and uh, because because it's so fascinating, the science of it is so fascinating. Hopefully, those coaches have uh, huge success as well. And I mean, you know, just the field in general. I mean, it's uh, the field is going so far. I mean, there's so much stuff that's happening. You know, especially with the whole AI bit. There's so much sport. There's so much stuff that's happening. But you know, I think all of us have to be careful. You cannot trust the data blindly. A lot of a lot of sports scientists and a lot of people out there tend to get a lot of criticism. And that's because a lot of people, they, they trust the data blindly. But, you know, I come back to respecting a coach and what he does because he's devoted his life to this. We've devoted our lives to data and understanding that data. And, you know, there needs to be a middle ground. When you respect them, they respect you. Yeah. And. Uh, then moving on because everything that's happening and where we are going, I think it's a very, very exciting time to be in sports tech. And, uh, you know, again, the possibilities are infinite. Well, I, I certainly appreciate you taking the time and sharing some insight here. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes next. I, I know you and I talked before we recorded the show and there's a lot of interesting things happening and uh, certainly would love to have you back sometime and, and get some of those updates and, and thoughts on how we use those in the future. But again, thank you for taking the time and best of luck to you guys in 2023. Thank you, Keith. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I highly recommend you checking out one.catapultsports.com. This definitely is the future in how we develop our athletes and win games. Again, go to one.catapultsports.com. Follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.